Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome once again to the Gagan Pod Match Day Edition. It's great to have you with us, and particularly if you are a supporter of Paris Saint-Germain. The French side are into their first ever Champions League decider after they belted RB Leipzig 3-0. Could have been more, actually. We'll discuss that coming up on the show. Mark Schwarzer joins us. We'll also hear from Dave Wiener as we look ahead to the second semi-final, Lyon and Bayern Munich, alongside me in the Optus Sport Podcast studios, Michael Bridges and Simon Hill. Bridgie, hello to you. Hello to you as well, Richard. I don't know what I was going to say there. Um, I'm just happy to be here and again, another fantastic game of football we have just witnessed. Well, you said the word mingin on air today, so (laughs) yeah, you do need to maybe check your... Is is that an offensive word? I'm not too sure, Simon. Mingin. It's very Uh, English, isn't it? It's it's very very mank, actually. I I like it, yeah. It was, but it was was about um, Nagelman's... Suit. Suit. Because yeah. it was minging. It, well, if you haven't seen it, head to the uh, Optusport socials or, or the app because, yeah, um, it's one of those suits where it's either you look at it and go, oh, that's that's class, which you might, Bridgie, or you might look at it and go, that's honking. Hang on, I'm you're the only you one like. that has not honking been asked. Honking is also a very good word. But can I just say that the, the thing that concerned me most of all when you asked that initial question, Mr. Bridges, that the first sound that came out of his mouth was... <laughs> <laughs> now, fortunately, he didn't follow through on that. That's right, yeah. yeah. I suppose anyone that uh, supports Leipzig might be doing that today because they're so close in their you know, first knockout stages of a Champions League. They weren't quite able to make uh, the decider, but we'll get there shortly. Uh, Simon, on the whole, the reason they couldn't get there was because PSG all of a sudden looked very, very good. They sure do. Um, they were, as I think I said uh, during the coverage, on from the off. Uh, you know, right from the first whistle, they were... Uh, pressing RB Leipzig. They were clearly um, tactically very well uh, briefed about how Leipzig play, wanted to play, played out from the back, uh, dominated possession, passed the ball around against Atletico Madrid. PSG were never going to let them do that, and they didn't. They hassled, they harried. Their front three were brilliant throughout. They took their chances. They should have really scored more. Let's be brutally honest about it. Um, this was a, a, a Bayern Munich type walloping of Barcelona without the final scoreline. They were that good, PSG. And in terms of quality, you look at Neymar and Mbappe, and as we bring Mark Schwarzer into the show, uh, who's in Lisbon for us, let's focus our attention firstly on Neymar and Mbappe. You look at the scoreline, or the score sheet, I should say, uh, Schwartz and go, oh, well, they didn't score, but they were involved in everything, and they reminded everybody just why they're such superstars. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, we saw a different Neymar today because Mbappe was starting up uh, along, almost alongside him. And their understanding between the two is, is so good. Um, we saw we saw Neymar at times. Yeah, he missed a couple of really golden opportunities. You just felt that after that first one, you just thought, hmm, is it not going to be his night? Is it not going to be PSG's night? But they were relentless. And, and 
like someone was saying there, they hustled and they bustled. Um, I have to say that Leipzig did play right into their hands um, and, and they were bullish in the way they wanted to play and ultimately that was also their downfall. But you've got to give credit to, to PSG. They were, they were outstanding tonight. Swartzy, when we discussed the Bayern Munich result against Barcelona, you said it was fascinating being in that empty stadium because you heard the press of Bayern Munich and where it came from. I think you said everything evolved around Thomas Muller. What was it like today? What was the trigger of the queue? Could you hear how PSG were doing it? Uh, no, you, you didn't. You, you really didn't because it was a case of they just all knew. With with the buying game, it was more about, you know, they wanted to wait until they got to the side, you know, to one area, a pocket, like the side of the pitch. And that's when Thomas Miller gave that, that indication. With with PSG, it wasn't the case. It was just so obvious that, that I'll be like, they were going to play out at the back every time. And the minute that first pass went, and half, half the time I didn't even go outside the eight yard box, obviously, because the, the, the new way we play out at the back. And they are onto it. And, and, and it just played right into their hands. And I, I think at times they probably were happy enough for it to go back to Galucci. And, and then ultimately he makes a, a, a big a big mistake. Let's be honest. It's, it's a mistake. It's a, a, a mistake that leads to the goal. And, and uh, it just it just killed them really in the wrong time. Uh, Schwartzy, Simon here, interested in your opinion on this uh, playing out from the back. Obviously, it's, it's become very much in vogue here in, in Australia in particular. Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. Absolutely, I am when it's on. But there are times when it's not on. And yet teams do tend to persist, even at the very highest level, with with this sort of high-risk football. Are, are you a fan of it as a goalkeeper or a former goalkeeper that, that would have had a big part to play in all this or not? Well, I mean, when I obviously it wasn't one of my strengths playing out of the back. You know, I was a different generation. And, and uh, um, I mean, we, we, you know, towards the end of my career, it was times where they we tried to play out of the back, tried to introduce it. And I was always one that was far more pragmatic in that, in that regard. I remember having discussions, if you want to call it, with Martin Yoll about it. And he was just like, give the ball to Berbatov all the time. It was always overplaying, I felt. And you play yourself into trouble. All of a sudden, they rushed pass back to the goalkeeper or back to me. And, and you end up rushing everything. Whereas, obviously, the guys are better with their feet these days. But, yeah, you're right. At times, it is overplaying. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, yeah, play out of the back as much as you can if it's on. You know, and, and these guys... Often, more often not, are very, very good at doing it, creating space. But when you're a team like, like PSG, after the first near miss, it should have been a warning sign to Leipzig. It should have been a case of, right, okay, let's just take stock of this on song. You know, we've got to be careful. Let's, let's try and turn them every now and then. Let's try and get them second, second guessing. You know, try and pin it to someone. I mean, you've got Yusuf Holstron, who's a big man, you know, can, can get himself in the right pocket can hold the ball up, but they just never played it. They never went that outlet, and it was just so predictable. Simon, the only thing Swarty could pass in his day was urine. <laughs> so you've asked the wrong question to the wrong man. You could have gone with. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a better word. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah, pick. well, you know, coming from a man, you know, coming from a man that hardly ever made it on a football pitch, you know, like... Scored a goal against, against you, scored a goal against you, scored a goal against you. <laughs> it took, it's taking you about five years to find that footage. <laughs> it's interesting at the moment because on Optus Sport 2, we're running uh, old classic matches from the three promoted teams, so Leeds, West Brom and Fulham. And we're actually seeing quite a lot of Mark Schwarzer at the moment in the old uh, Fulham games and a little bit of Middlesbrough in there as well. And every time Leeds games pop up, I look, oh, where's the, the starting lineup? Bridges? Is he on the bench? No. Where, where were you then, Br- uh, treatment table? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, just um, just on 
PSG for a moment. I mean, Thomas Tuchel, you know, one of the storylines, we spoke about it on air this morning, was that Thomas Tuchel actually gave Julian Nagelsmann, the RB Leipzig boss, his first opportunity in management when he did some scouting for him way back at Augsburg. Tuchel needs a lot of credit. Obviously, we, we spoke about how he out-tacticked uh, Leipzig today, but also... You look at the egos in that dressing room, Bridgie, and Neymar we know has one, but also there are World Cup winners in there. There are big, big players from right around the world. He deserves a lot of credit. How difficult do you think that would be for a boss to just massage the egos and make sure that everything seems to be pulling in the right direction? Because you look at the celebrations afterwards and they, they seem like a really united group. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, that was that's what happens when you make a final. You'll see the boys celebrating like that. But the toughest job, you can be a tactical genius in management. I've seen it before with managers I've worked under. And you might not have that man management side. They're both as vital as each other. If you're going to have a successful team and a successful outfit, just to stroke them egos. I remember Peter Reid came in from Sunderland. I had a fantastic time with him. As a lot of players, we've got promotion, we've gone into Premier League, and he got the best out of an average bunch of players, I would say, to perform in the Premier League like that. He helped me get a move to Leeds United, and I'm always thankful. Is for that, that what you're saying about Toyshaw? Are you saying that he, that he... Listen, let me finish. He's let the German finish. Peter Reid. Peter Reid then, no, then came to Leeds United, anyway. and he couldn't <laughs> handle the egos or the mentality of the players. Like your Vaducas, your Harry Kuehl's. He got the best out of lesser players. Oh, so I'm you... saying Tuchel is a master class on and off the field, the way he's got them tactically good and the way he's handling that dressing room. There you go. Mark, I feel like you, you want to retort <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> I, I, I'm still laughing at the fact he's comparing Peter Reed to Thomas. <laughs> yeah, listen, go for it. I mean, like, I'm listen, you can go with them. it. And I'm we'll using listen them as examples. And we'll have a laugh about it. No, it's great, mate. Even as an example, that's, uh, that's interesting. But you know what? Bridgie's got a point. I can get the point. I see it. You know, it's about being able to be tactically on song, and Tottenham's obviously got that. But he's able to to balance that with also striking those egos, and that's key as well. That man management is so important. Um, if he was pragmatic, if he was just down the line, like like Germans can be sometimes, very much my way, no other way. If they don't have a bit of leeway in terms of the man management thing, you can lose players, particularly players with such big egos. And I think he's done a tremendous job um, and, and, and in, in sort of reining them in at times as well, keeping people's feet on the ground, well, reasonably on the ground anyway. These are superstars too, Simon. Since Neymar's come in to the Champions League, no player in the competition has more assists than him. We've seen how influential he was in the mm. quarterfinals. You know, with superstars back around him this time, Di Maria and Mbappe back, he's still seemingly that focal point. If he was to go on and win the Champions League, I wonder, would some of his just detractors I suppose or, or the critics maybe get back in their box or will that always just be around him do you think I think it's just the way that modern football is at the top level isn't it and I guess that the one thing that's uh, been missing from his game is <laughs> is that uh, he's not scored the goals um, that probably he should have in certainly in this you know little knockout phase in Lisbon he had some good early chances against Atalanta in the quarterfinals um he had another couple of good chances today, um, and he's he's not been able to put the ball in the back of the net. But apart from that, his his general all all round play is, is terrific. He, he's a an absolute joy to watch when he's on song. The only the only thing that I don't like, and I think a lot of people share this, is that sometimes he rolls around a little bit too mm. much. But he does get fouled a lot, you know. So I, I've got some sympathy for him. But if he could curb that little bit, it, he's 
I mean, he is. It's the full package. He's a brilliant player. I love the fact that the third goal won, Benat finished it off, and he was actually trying to steal in and, and grab it <laughs> off him. But that, you know, you might say that's selfish, but I think that's just that killer instinct. You know, he just wants to be uh, involved in everything. Uh, Schwartzy, we best let you crack on. Just one final word from you. We'll, we'll preview tomorrow's game with Dave Weiner in a moment. But uh, your thoughts, do you give Leon any hope? I think I asked that exact same question before they played Man City. So, you know, maybe therein lies the yeah. answer. But what do you think this time? I think you're mad to write them off. Um, you know, listen, I think they showed, uh, they showed like against Manchester City, if you if you underestimate them, you write them off, they, they'll come back and bite you. And, and they were they were excellent against Manchester City, albeit a side that, that struggled to really lift themselves, struggled to lift their tempo. They were flat. Um, I just don't see buy-in letting that happen. Um, just too many old heads in that cha- in that in that group of players. Uh, Hansi Flick, 19 games in a row, one uh, in all comps. I don't know. I mean, I know it comes to an end eventually. I just don't. Well, maybe the final. Who knows? But I, I just think the buy-in side's got too much and too much experience, uh, and then will overcome uh, Leon tomorrow night. We'll struggle to find so many people that, that want to go against you on that one, Schwartzy. We'll let you crack on, mate. Good to chat. Speak soon. Cheers, guys. Yeah, we will uh, in a moment turn our attention to that game tomorrow when Dave Weiner, our sports editor, joins us. Just one final word, Bridgie, on PSG. They've been around for 50 years. Actually, that was one of the intriguing things this morning. The two clubs combined weren't as old as the Champions League or the European Cup. So, you know, maybe... You know, there is that slight changing of the guard, potentially. You know, you're so used to seeing history. The big clubs win this thing. But PSG, with all the weight of expectation, we know the nine years of Qatari ownership, they absolutely demand success in this competition. Is this their time? Do you feel like something's changed mentally? Because they, they always had that hurdle, didn't they? That sort of round of 16, quarterfinal hurdle. They've got through that. They're into a final now. Has it finally turned for them? I think they've always looked vulnerable in you know, the competition I've seen and when they've been winning two and three, you're thinking defensively, they've still got issues. This season, I haven't seen that. I thought they've been absolutely magnificent, especially tonight against Leipzig because like Swartzy said, they had the organisation, they pressed together as a unit because if one person doesn't press, Leipzig can get out. You've got to go as a collective and you've got to know that. And then defensively, anything that they... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. They did have thrown at them tonight. They managed. Um, is it their time? It's a tough time because you're coming up against Bayern Munich. Should they beat Leon, which I think they will, I wouldn't want to face any team like Bayern. So it's going to be a cracking game tomorrow, no doubt. But the final, if it is the PSG against Bayern, that's going to be superb. Simon, one final word. Uh, when Pep Guardiola leaves City in the next few days, Julian Nagelsmann <laughs> over there, would you be happy with that? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um <laughs> Look, I think Nagelsmann is he's set for a big job at some point. All right, they they were well beaten today, but they've had a great run, and he's doing a terrific job with that club. And given that he's thirty three, I mean, he's he's potentially got thirty years left in management, maybe even longer. So uh, he's you know he's he's 
got a lot still still more to achieve. And uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be too long before he's he's got one of the big clubs in Europe. Believe you me, Simon, you've seen a lot of managers in your time oh, yeah. disintegrate <laughs> and become frazzled. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looked a million dollars when he signed for United. You know, the yes. baby-faced assassin. He's no longer that. I'm trying to think in my lifetime how many Man City managers I would have been through. It must be up about 40. And you've seen a lot of them become dishevelled, mate. So Nengelsman, if he does go into management, he's going to be that long. He ain't going to look as fresh. And by the way, I am unique around this table in that I'm actually older than Paris Saint-Germain. Is that right? Is that right? Jeez, you you hold it well. (laughs) It's true. You lying (laughs) bee. Yeah, okay. Um, well, let's bring on uh, some youth, shall we? A, a desperate injection of youth we need on the show. Uh, Dave Weiner, our sports editor, joins us to look ahead uh, to tomorrow morning. Uh, Dave, no one is even daring to give Leon uh, much of a sniff uh, tomorrow. I guess the big question is, you know, what sort of buy-in do we see? And do we potentially see a repeat of what they did against Barcelona? Surely not. Morning, guys. How are you? Um, no, I don't think so, because I actually think Leon will put up a better show. I think Leon will probably be more disciplined, better organised and probably play to Rudy Garcia's game plan better than Barcelona did to Kike Setien. But look, I think everything you guys said, particularly on the post-game show, will ring true. The quality of Bayern Munich will prevail. The stage is set for an epic showdown in the final. Now, famous last words because Leon have gone and knocked off Juve and Manchester City and no one would have given them a chance there. But you just can't see it because the way Bayern Munich can control games, the way Bayern Munich can find solutions, the way Bayern Munich can eat out wide and also change the game off the bench, I just can't see Hansi Flick not concocting the game plan to knock Leon off and set up a great, great, finale for the longest season we've ever seen. Quite often you see the day before the game, you know, the two clubs trained at uh, Estadio Jose Alvalade where the game will be played tomorrow, the pre-match press conference, you see the swagger or maybe the nerves, quite often what the the shoulders are doing from the managers tells a, a story in itself. What was it like today, Dave, when they spoke to the press? You know, no doubt they would have been speaking about team lineups and tactics, but what was the read from what we saw? I think for Hansi Flick, it's business as usual as well. I think Rudy Garcia has to, um, you know, he, he just masterminded two crazy comebacks and, and has to deal with that and, and, and build his side up there. But behind the flick, it's, it's business as usual. And I think for him, he brings something very, very different to the table because has there ever been a more understated manager, or I guess Tom Stuckel might be actually at this level, he is going to continue what has been an understated and extraordinary turnaround of Bayern Munich, and that is going to continue in their game in Lisbon tomorrow. So um, for Flick, it's a matter of continuing to prove his bona fides at this level. And remember, guys, as well, this has been such a long season that Bayern Munich were fourth and in disarray when he took over around Christmas. So for him, it's a matter of continuing what's been going on, fairly understated, and uh, continuing what is really a remarkable turnaround by making the final and probably conquering Europe or, or trying to conquer Europe um, come Monday morning. Simon, I guess one of the key contrasts is that while you look at Bayern Munich and you look at who they brought off the bench, obviously Coutinho got a couple, defensively Nicolas Sula, also uh, Coman, Toliso, Lucas Hernandez. Barcelona allowed him to play. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, 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 it's mental. It? Sorry, carry on. But you look at all that depth and... 
it's, you know, he could do absolutely anything just about Hounsley Flick because they all fit into that system. But then for Leon, it comes down to almost one selection everyone's looking at. Is it Depay or yeah. um, or Dembele? And obviously that's, that's simplified, but it just shows the difference. Whereas one side has this weight of talent, the other one is, is sort of tossing up between its two stars. Yeah, I mean... That's modern football, isn't it? With with the super clubs, if you, if you want to put it that way, um, and that's obviously these days a mixture between the old G fourteen clubs, of which Bayern Munich is certainly one of, um, and the new money clubs like Paris Saint Germain, like Manchester City, who who you know have stockpiled a lot of world class talent um, in the nicest possible sense over the last few years. Um, it makes it doubly difficult, I think, for clubs like. Leon to to win, particularly with the fact that we've now got the five substitutes rule, because that depth really comes into play, and I, I think we saw that you know with the likes of Coutinho coming off the bench. I mean, Philip Coutinho, you know, three or four years ago when he was at Liverpool, you know, he was he was the must-have player, wasn't he? Mm. He was the next Messi or Ronaldo mm. or whatever it was, you know, and all of a sudden he's he's on loan. And coming off the bench for Bayern Munich and skewering his own his own club, um, so I think that's I think that's indicative of, of of where modern football is at at the moment. But that's not to say Leon can't win; they can, because they're a very very good side and very well organised. But I go back to the point I made on air today. I don't think that Bayern Munich will change their tactics to respect Leon. Manchester City did. No. That was the difference. Exactly right. Uh, it's fascinating as well. A story's emerged in the UK whereby if Coutinho lifts the Champions League trophy, apparently Liverpool are due a payment from Barcelona as part of his <laughs> transfer deal. No so Barcelona, way. in essence, would pay to have had Coutinho help beat them. It's that, that's the so mind boggles. convoluted, that story, isn't it? <laughs> Everybody's involved. <laughs> exactly. Liverpool oh. sitting back and going, yep, and we'll have Thiago Alicantara as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's Somehow Liverpool a, it's win. It's only a rot if you're not involved. True. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bridgie, uh, for you, I mean, we haven't had you know a French side in the final for 16 years. So while we salute the fact that PSG are there, surely it's not going to be an all-French final, particularly when you consider that Lyon finished seventh. That in Pourquoi itself pas? would be... Pourquoi pas? Uh, oui. Oui. <laughs> Why not? Uh, no, non, non Messi. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Chris Waddle fan. You know that. He was my hero. My idol was Chrissy Waddle when he left, obviously, Tottenham Hotspur. He went to Marseille. He was known as the magician. I followed Marseille for many years with Papin and Basil Bolly. So it's great to see a French team back in, and Paris Saint-Germain deserve it. They've been absolutely fantastic. And like Swartzy said before, you cannot write out Leon. There is no chance you can write Leon out because I was really super impressed with the way they did their tactics and they had a game plan because at some point you're going to get chances in a game. And they were clinical, they took them, so it's it's can Bayern. I think Bayern would have preferred Manchester City in the next in the next to go through because of the way there's a lot more space, there's a lot more gaps, like they destroyed Barca. It's a completely different concept going in against Leon. I'd have preferred it too. Um, <laughs> a serious question here. You said you're a Marseille fan. I remember in '93 they they won the, the the European Cup as was with with Chrissy Waddle, but years later they got found guilty, didn't they? Bernard Tappy mm. and all that stuff. And and wasn't the title stripped away from them? So technically, if Paris Saint Germain were to win the final or Leon, if they get through, they're, they're the first French winners 
of the Champions League or not? I think the history books still say that Marseille did. I, I think yeah. that. But, but has it officially been taken off? You try well? telling Chris Waddley hasn't won the Champions League. No, I know that. <laughs> I know yeah. that. Yeah. I, 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 I was think talking about officially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's always referred to as Marseille have won it, one side have won it. But, right. you know, uh, it's a good question. We'll do our research for Can next time. Can I just time. say hi to Dave Weiner? Yeah, you, yes. Hiya, you, mate. I've missed you. I've missed you. Where have you been hiding? Same place I've been for the last five months. Man, this seems strange on a podcast without you. I just wanted to say I love you. I hope you're safe. Stay safe. And I'll see you very soon. This is loving, particularly given that uh, it's a, essentially a public forum. Do you guys want to talk about how, anything How else? many episodes do we do together? Run it by us. Likewise, Bridget. Uh, I think we worked out that it was over three full days of our lives talking to each other in the last year. See, there's a Literally lot of ma- three lot of, full days. A lot of bonding there. And did Bridget get a word in, Dave? Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were speech. You, you, you were speechless then. That's fairly rare. Just, just I suppose a um a final thought uh, from you, Dave. You know, looking at the strength of the sides left in it. As much as we love an underdog story, Leipzig would have been one, no doubt about it. Uh, Leon would be as well. You hinted at it before. The idea of the two big, you know, group of heavyweight superstars. You know, that's what. Most people are predicting we'll get tomorrow that Bayern Munich will progress to this final. No shortage of selling points if that's the case. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's it. And, you know, last year we obviously had the Premier League showdown, which everyone was excited about in Australia. But the truth is, and I think we're all guilty of, of reading so much into things so quickly. Now you can see all the analysis of what's happened to the Premier League teams in Europe and all those swings around us. Things move year to year. Last year it was the Premier League. This year we've got two giants, one from the old world order, one from the new world order, uh, who've managed to ride this cup final scenario to get there. And, and it's going to be a brilliant fair. And and you know what? Leon have made the semis on their merits in the current scenario. They probably won't have the quality to get through. And, and the stage is going to be set. But the thing about it is the, the layers in the final are going to be really exciting. You've got this superstar matchup, but you can't look anywhere without seeing a Lewandowski, without seeing a Thiago without seeing Emmanuel Neuer. Flip side, same, same theory goes. But I also would, would want to talk up, as, if we get that result, the coaching of Hansi Flick and of Thomas Tuchel to have managed these dressing rooms and these egos. Tuchel, um, a galaxy of stars who weren't able to harness that mentality until now. And Flick, a team that really was playing absolute rubbish until he came on board. So there's just so much to look forward to. And and as I said, um, for what has been a long season and difficult for many, it should be a really, really exciting show showpiece. However, we are getting ahead of ourselves and paying disrespect to Leon by talking like that because uh, there is still one more game to come tomorrow. And as I said, I, I, I think they'll, while Leipzig probably did roll over a little bit today, um, Leon know they probably haven't got the same quality as buy-in, so we'll look to bunker in and make it difficult, and that should make it intriguing in its own right. No, Dave, uh, it's actually perfect because if Bayern do win tomorrow, we can just copy and paste and, and don't record the podcast after the game. It's actually ideal. You might have heard the, the, <laughs> the banging in the background there when you were talking about managing e- egos and how good Thomas Tuchel and Hansi Flick are. That's because Michael Bridges thinks Peter Reid is every bit as good and he was angry that you didn't mention him. Uh, but anyway, that's that's a story for another day. Uh, Dave, we need to crack on, mate. We'll, uh, we'll leave it with you. We'll chat to you this time tomorrow. Sounds good, guys. Have a good day.
Cheers, Desco. See Cheers, you, Dave. Good man. Um, Dave Weiner there. All right, gents. Well, that's just about it for today as we look forward to tomorrow morning. A reminder, of course, that uh, coverage gets underway 4.45am Eastern when it's uh, PSG's opponent-to-be that will ultimately emerge when Bayern Munich play Leon. Before that, though, 8pm Eastern, we'll also hear Mark Schwarzer and Adriano Del Monte. They'll be live on Sports Facebook and YouTube pages, taking your questions, showing you behind the scenes of what's happening in Lisbon before, of course, the second semi-final gets underway. Simon Hill, thanks for your time. Good to see you, Rich. Bridgie? Great call again, mate. Thank you. Top shelf. Michael, um, what, what's the word of tomorrow? Today's is minging. What's tomorrow's? Um, Honking. Class. Class. <laughs> Class. 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 Yes. Okay. Look forward to that. That and plenty more, of course, coming your way tomorrow. Thanks for your company. Between now and the next Gagan Pod, enjoy your football. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.